0: To Graciously Grieving, Living Through the Pain, the podcast series where we talk about the grieving process and how to do it graciously. I'm your host, Ricky Cunningham, and our co host, Morgan Horton, is back from vacation.
1: Good, ev- uh, good evening, everybody.
0: In today's episode, we'll discuss the definition of prolonged grief along with its symptoms and causes. Mm-hmm. In today's episode, we're going to talk about Prolonged Grief Disorder, also known as Complicated Grief. And this is the type of grief when a person's grief is so intense, they are constantly longing for the person who has died or have a preoccupation with thoughts of that person. The thoughts become so intrusive that it hinders that person's ability to function with everyday activities. So Morgan is going to tell us a little bit more about the symptoms of prolonged grief disorder.
1: So a few of the symptoms that I found interesting was weight change. That's either gaining excessive weight or losing excessive weight. And that could come from digestive problems, sleep problems, sleep apnea or oversleeping, um, feeling fatigue, nervousness, anxious from going from tapping your fingers to pacing back and forth fidgeting. Also what uh surprised me was headaches and chest pains mm. that it it can make your body hurt mm-hmm. to where you don't want to even do your daily activities. Mm-hmm. So it
0: can it really can affect your whole body if we don't address this grief and and figure out a way to to work through the process. In one of the books that I was reading it says that If we're going to get better at this, if we're going to change things, not just for grieving people, but for everyone, we have to talk about the high cost of denying grief in all its forms. And that's because it does have a whole body effect on people. Your brother and I, uh, and Tammy, we were discussing the intricate nature of and how it is so intrusive, and it changes you. It
2: does.
0: And because it changes you, it has a ripple effect. You change your emotional behavior. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you go into isolation, and you you have the numbness where you're just there, but you're not really there. Mm -hmm. It affects everything, so it changes your social behavior. So that affects other people as well. And that's why I say grief is sneaky it'll sneak up on you, it surprises you, but grief also lingers. And that's how we get to the prolonged grief disorder. It lingers and there's that stigma of people have of not seeking help because of the, the mental disorder. Yes. They don't want that that attached to them. And many african American households are it's embedded in them as children that what happens in this house stays, stays in, in this house. house, or what we feel like we don't want everyone to be looking at us differently because of the the mental condition, but there is no shame in that, and so instead of getting help, we suffer in silence, and that's that's not good we We have to be able to show. Our emotions and get help for it Yes. yeah I was looking at this video on YouTube and I'm so glad now that um, prolonged grief disorder has now been uh, put into the medical books uh, the diagnostic and statistical manual of mental disorders and I know that's the part that's going to throw people off but there's a code for it now so you can actually go to a professional And get help. Catherine Shearer in that video. she, She said it was added for a couple of reasons. First and foremost. That it's important. That everybody gets help.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So you have to acknowledge that there is a problem, first of all, and that's what the medical community is now doing. They're acknowledging that hey, this is serious, yes. and we need to to take some action and do something for it. So now they have a code they can put in there, and they can get paid for treating you. I'm not saying it's gonna be easy because we mm-hmm. all know how insurance companies will try to
1: drag it out,
0: drag it out, and work a way right. out so they don't have to pay. But I'm glad that they are starting to acknowledging the issue. Yeah. So it does have some stipulations because for you to be diagnosed with the disorder, you have to have um, those conditions that we said frequently, yeah. basically every day. And it has to be for at least a 6 to 12 month period.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then they'll give... They'll, submit that code they'll give you the code to well they won't give it to you the insurance people will get the code and they can probably get you some type of payment so you can get the help that you need Yes. because later on in that video Holly uh, Pridginson she says about 4% of grieving people get stuck Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and need professional help now, that doesn't seem like a large number, but it is it's if that, that, that one is your loved one. Mm-hmm. If that 4% is part of your family, then it need, you need the help. Getting help for the disorder should not be hard and hindered because of payment. It should be some type of free some services that people can get so they can get help. Yes you can look in your community or go online and and seek out uh what type of treatment is available in in your area. Yes. Um y'all know I read a lot. I read was reading this book by Max Lucado titled, titled Face Your Giants. He says facing your grief, give yourself time, permit yourself tears, and it's actually healthy for you to te- for you to, to cry. Yes. Um and God understands. He knows the sorrow of a grave. And there's two verses that I know for a fact that shows you that God understands. John 3:16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So he knows that pain. And then in John 11 and 35, this is a verse that pretty much everybody knows. Jesus wept. Mm-hmm. He understood the pain and the loss of his friend Lazarus. So he understands, God understands the pain of grief. That's why we have to take it to him. When we are hurting with that pain of the, the losing our loved one, we have to go to him and let him help us with our pain. Hello, y'all. We're back, and I have someone that's joining us, my little apple of my eye, my little buttercup, my sweetheart, my husband, Terrence Cunningham. He's joining me and uh, his daughter for this part right here. But while I was sitting in the truck today waiting for uh, your dad to come down, an article from CNN popped up on my phone from Anderson Cooper. And it was, the article was titled, Anderson Cooper is Learning to Grieve. It is something that each of us have to do because we will all experience the loss of a loved one. And it takes time. It takes patience and uh, understanding of how to maneuver that process because it is tricky. Because you will be good one moment and then the next you won't. Like the, the days, the anniversary days that come up, Mm -hmm. like now I'm, I'm struggling. I'm trying to get ready for December 10th. That hit me hard. We just got over. A niece. Um, a niece. And then grandpa, grandpa. And now I'm facing dealing with my dad's passing and it's been over 40 years. My dad died in 1979
2: Mm -hmm.
0: and that still hurts. Mm -hmm. It still hurts. And, um, Antoine, um, I call my husband Antoine, but he, same thing, his grandmother, uh, Mama Sally, she passed away 30 years ago, and how did that affect you?
3: Well, um, like again, uh, she passed away 30 years ago, Uh, I was a senior in high school, Mm -hmm. uh, actually going through summer school at the time, and uh, at the time, it it affected me real bad, Um, mentally I went into a dark place.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, it took me a while to come out of that dark place. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was just, I felt like since she was my world, she kind of raised me more than my mom did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I felt lost. Yeah. Um, but I, after tying family, friends, they talked to me. And uh, I just believe and I thank God for the ones that talked to me that I, I still would have been lost for a long time yeah. cuz I, I I really 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 took it hard.
0: Mm-hmm. You have to you have to when a significant part of your your being is gone, you have to re-identify who am I now?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That she's gone or he's gone. You have to re-establish your identity of okay, I am I'm Antoine, the brother, the son and move move forward with that so it is it's very painful to, to do that and for a long time um, it affected my my, my behavior because mm-hmm. I was really angry with my mom for a long time because I didn't get to see my dad before he passed away and so that it was just a hurt and I carried that for a long time mm-hmm. And it was basically, I was almost graduating from high school when I finally got over it because I say my my behavior was not good. And I had gotten to the point, made it all the way to my senior year in the top percentage of my high school year. And I just went on a spiral. I don't know. I don't even know what set it off, but I mm-hmm. went on a spiral. And I had an incident and I got kicked out of school.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, me, we know, Annie Vern, Mm -hmm. I swore up and down that woman was going to kill me. When they told me that my mother was there to pick me up, (laughs) Kelly got sober real quick (laughs) and -hmm. tried to pull it together. And when she didn't beat me senseless like she should have, I said, oh, my gosh, what have I been doing? This woman does love me. She does care for me. And I've been doing all these destructive behavior. Behavior. And for nothing. Because she does love me and she does care for me. So, it was after that that I finally got myself together. And um, it wasn't until recently, though, that I finally apologized to her for all of that. Because that that's how grief is. It, it, it'll change you completely. Mm-hmm. And I had to apologize for my behavior. Grief is, I tell you, it's something. It's... Very intricate. Yes. Um, but Anderson Cooper, he started his podcast, and it's all there is. That's what he he did, and it was after experiencing the loss of his dad when he was ten, uh, his brother when he was twenty one, and then his mom Gloria Vanderbilt built. Excuse me, when he was like fifty two, but while he was going through the boxes of um, of their possessions. That's how he started to come up with uh his podcast, and at one of his his season finale show, what he did was um went back and played the voicemails of all his listeners, mm-hmm. well not all of them the about two hundred that comprised his uh final episode, but there were thousands to listen to. And after seeing the need and hearing the pain, he decided to do another season. And I can understand that. And that's why me and Morgan are going to be back if she says so. You're yes, coming back I'm coming back. Um, we're going to continue on because there is a need. Now, my our little our following isn't as big as is Anderson's. But if we can just help one person maneuver the process of grieving and know that they're not alone... Then it's worth it because, listen, y'all, I be struggling sometimes Mm. trying to come up with the script and and get everything right. But suffering in silence is excruciating and we shouldn't shouldn't be made to feel that we can't grieve. We should be able to unapologetically and graciously grieve without feeling ashamed. He said two things in the article that I want us to unpack. One is he said experiencing loss and
1: actually grieving are two different things what do you think about that experiencing loss and actually grief yes because you could go through the motions of that loss but till you actually grieve Mm -hmm. deal with the stages of grief Mm -hmm. and open up yourself to grief you you could set yourself up for to be a ticking time bomb you go through the motions of just dealing with the loss, doing the funeral, being mm-hmm. there for everybody else but yourself. Mm-hmm. But until you touch on that actual grieving for yourself, mm-hmm. you, you're setting yourself up for failure. Mm-hmm. Tick tick tick. Mm-hmm.
0: I w- I was thinking, yeah, that that uh, that is that is so true. And another thing that he said was <clears throat> that he had found a box of his dad's. He was going through a box of his dad's things. Wyatt Cooper who was a writer and this was like a 40 year old article and the title of that article back then was the importance of grieving mm. that's something um, but he had quoted a psychologist who said when a person is unable to complete a morning task in childhood he either has to surrender his emotions in order that they do not suddenly overwhelm him or else he will maybe be haunted constantly throughout his life with a sadness for which he can never find an appropriate explanation.
2: Hmm.
0: I said, "Wow, I was thinking that's like the nail in the h- hidden the head with the sledgehammer. Mm-hmm. Forget a hammer because that's so on point. Because that's what it, what and even as adults, that's what we do. We either." Suck it in, mm-hmm. cause I gotta be strong for
2: mm-hmm. everybody. My else. mama,
0: my grandmama, the kids, and all this. I'll think about me later, and mm-hmm. then later never comes. Mm-hmm. So this is this is so true. And then as I just explained, my my childhood, I just I just buried it, and I've been searching ever since. And I think that's a lot to do, like I said, with some of the choices that I made yes. because I was trying to. I don't even know make up for this sadness that, that I had for mm-hmm. not being there uh, with my, for my dad or with my dad. There's a statistic. It says about 2.5 million people die in the United States annually, each leaving an average of five grieving people behind. Mm-hmm. So that means there's so many people, and you don't know how to grieve. There's no lessons that say, hey, no. this is how you grieve. Mm -mm. You just have to find your way. And that's why I'm so glad for podcasts and and blogs that are around today and therapists Mm -hmm. and friends and people. We just have to be, we just have to open up about it and not be ashamed that we are feeling um, the pain from the, the loss of the loved one. And so I think it's important that don't struggle in silence by yourself. Reach out to someone um, to get help. It's no shame in that. Do y'all have any final thoughts before we close out? Morgan?
1: I just uh, want to say make sure you take care of yourself. Uh, a couple ways to get out of ProLong is stay hydrated, exercise, eat nutritious and nourishing meals, make plans, and commit to those plans. Keep them. Mm-hmm. And also, reach out to somebody. Reach out to a therapist, a group, or friends, family. But don't do this alone. Mm-hmm. Take care of yourself and mm-hmm. each other. Terrence?
3: Uh, well, first of all, I'd just like to say, uh, baby, you, uh, you're doing an outstanding, outstanding job Thank you. uh, on your podcast. Uh, and uh pray you continue to do it with God's faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, again, grievance is something. And... I can just leave it in this last quote. Um, when you're in that down, deepest, darkest point in life, reach above. Yeah. Because God is the way. hmm
0: Yes. Thank you. Let us go to God in prayer right now. Dear Lord, we thank you in advance for your strength as, we, as you help us manage the pain of the absence of our loved ones. Lord, we know that we need you every hour of every day as we process the waves of emotions. As we move forward, Lord, facing the unknown, comfort our aching hearts. Help us to process the grief as you give us your peace to calm the waves of emotions. in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, my precious gems, that is all our time for this episode. I want to thank you for joining us today. I want to thank my husband for joining us. We will be ending our season here shortly to spend time with our families and make new memories as we start new traditions. And by the way, in case you were wondering, my husband Terrence won the wing cook-off competition. Who would have thunk it? Redo
1: Christmas season.
0: (laughs) But Morgan wants a rematch. At Christmas, we shall see. Well, anywho, my gracious gems, be sure to tune in next week when we will be discussing helping our children through the grieving process. Our brand has expanded also. Uh, Graciously Grieving now has a blog site and you can check it out at graciouslygrieving.lttp.blog. I would love to hear from you send a text to 430-808-1225 or email to graciouslygrievinglttp at com with your thoughts and comments. Or you can visit our Facebook page. There's a many ways that you can just reach out and touch us, and I would love to hear from you. I'm Ricky Cunningham.
1: I'm Morgan Horton.
3: And I'm Terrence Cunningham.
1: Thank you for listening.